0: Welcome to Food Farms and Chefs Radio Show, where we highlight everyone from the top industry leaders to startups and farmers that make it all possible with Chef Jean Blom and photojournalist Amaris Pollock, On today's Food Farms and Chefs Radio Show, we're inviting all of you to be whisked away with three fantastic events happening in the city and beyond. So stay tuned to taste, sip, and support local and globally recognized brands. Welcome back to Food Farms and Chefs. I am so excited to introduce to all of you Jamila Harris Morrison, who is the executive director of Achievability. Um, they are going to have their 40th anniversary. At the Man Center. And I'm so excited to be one of the participants, food farms, and chefs. Jean and I are excited to be one of the media sponsors for that event. But Jamila, why don't you let our listeners know exactly what they can expect and, you know, what it is and what you guys stand for.
1: Sure, sure. Thank you for that lovely intro. Uh, So Achievability, uh, our mission is to uh, break the cycle of poverty for Philadelphia families. And we do that through a variety of strategies, including helping Connect individuals to affordable housing, to um, job opportunities, community revitalization, as well as investment in small businesses. And so we're uh, really proud to have been serving the West Philadelphia community for the last four decades. And we are celebrating that with an event at the Mann Music Center on October 19th. Um, And what we're going to do with that event, we are looking to showcase everything that is great about West Philly. And so we've got an amazing drum line, we've got a venue in West Philly, but we're also showcasing uh, small businesses and restaurants that are West Philly. So. We have uh, Clarksville on board, uh, which is a great Americana food style. We also have Booker's, which has a little bit of uh, Southern cuisine and with a new American flair. We've got Weckerleys. we got a small business gourmet water ice shop, Sadiq's Water Ice. Um, and just a lot of fun to help celebrate, again, all those things that are really great about West Philadelphia.
0: And I mean, there there really are so many amazing um, businesses that are in West Philadelphia that, you know, like if you're just driving around, like you, you'll you see it, you'll see you'll see the lines, you'll see the popularity. Um, and, you know, so it's and I love the fact that you guys are, are doing things in order to help support and, you know, and bring about bring up everybody in, in West Philadelphia that that in and of itself matters.
2: If I can yeah, yeah. one yeah. moment here, I cannot say I've been around the events industry in the city of Philadelphia for a long time, and if there's any event that deserves community support and also gives you an experience that you will not forget, achievability is that event. So kudos to you. What you do for breaking the cycle of poverty, homelessness you know, single parent households is just amazing work. And we need like 40 organizations like you. It bothers me that we actually have to have a fundraising event for you. And that the city and the government is just not giving more support to you because you, for what you do, make a bigger impact than so many other agencies. But forget about all that for a second. If you're listening to this show, buy a ticket and come out. Because nobody holds the events like Achievability does. You know, years ago, we used to have one in Philadelphia that uh, was called Scan Stop Child Abuse. Now, this is the modern day scan. It is the best food event in the city of Philadelphia because it features local and brings in Philadelphia flavors but does something for everybody. So I'm going to step down off my soapbox now, but I just wanted to give my kudos to what you do.
1: Thank you, Jean. I really appreciate that. And, and you know, it really takes a village. And, you know, we talk about the event to be, you know, you're going to be able to come. And uh, we have the Sid Miller Band. They actually played at Tina Fey's Wedding 12-piece. So uh, we are looking at the three-piece horn line. So if you come, come with your dancing shoes because it's definitely going to be a night to remember. We have a, a silent auction happening. We have other um, – you guys are going to be podcasting from there live, which will be amazing. We've got a wine wall. And it's just a really great way to – you know the work that we have is definitely long from done but it's a way for us to take a moment and pause and celebrate what we've accomplished and you know restore ourselves for another 40 years because let me tell you in 40 years um, I want this event to be because we have created vibrant communities not because we're still fighting poverty and so all of this um, all every little bit every person who helps whether you buy a ticket um, if you can't make it you can um, uh, participate in the auction online uh, but there are a lot of ways for you to get get involved. And if you can't make it that day, come see us afterwards, come volunteer, help us build a house, help us with the business. Um, But there are a lot of ways that you can continue to support this critical work, uh, which helps make uh, Philadelphia a more equitable place for all.
0: Now you had mentioned, you know, come volunteer to to help, uh, help, you know, add to it. So I actually wanted to have you, you know, point out the different achievability. Through you have three cores of achievability. So what are those three cores um, that you teach? You know, people who are who become involved with it.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so one, one space is really affordable housing. There's only four affordable housing units for families, um, for every 10 families that are looking for housing. And so that's one big piece, helping to connect families to safe and affordable housing so that they have a stable foundation from which to grow and flourish. Uh, we also focus a lot on workforce development. One way out of poverty is gainful employment. And so we have a lot of working families who really just need an opportunity to move into the middle class, an opportunity that's safe, that provides living wages and provides an opportunity for them to create a different path for their family. And I would say our third leg is that, you know, general community um, development and revitalization and how do we create uh, a community that's welcoming for all. So that's everything from supporting the local economy, building up those small businesses, which really are the lifeblood of the uh, of the community, as well as, you know, greening initiatives and uh, space, improving the public space so that it's a beautiful and feels like a safe space to live. So um, it really is trying to take a holistic approach to uh, really fostering vibrant communities for spaces that have, you know, uh, historically been left behind and not received the investment um, that maybe you see in Center City. And so we're trying to raise awareness, bring that level of investment and help move families uh, forward who really want a better path for themselves.
0: And I mean, I think that's also important for you to have have mentioned, too, because, the people that the achievability, the the people that you're honoring um during this fortieth anniversary have have done that, have either, you know, participated, have come up in, you know, utilizing the programs that you offer. um and you know, and you're also honoring several individuals who, you know, who are supporting, Um, achievability and your programs and, you know, backing you guys. Um, so what are, what are some of the people or who are some of the people I should say, um, who you're honoring this year?
1: Yeah. So we have uh, 40 stakeholders. And and let me just tell you, this has been a fun process. So I've been with the organization for a little over a decade, um, but we've been able to find individuals who were involved with our organization from the 90s. So it's a combination. We have public stakeholders. There have been city, uh, state, and federal entities, such as uh, the Commerce Department or the Department of Community Economic Development, um, that have been crucial in supporting our efforts. We've also had, you know, private sector, because we can't do the work along and so whether it's um institutions from the um financial bank of america wells fargo pnc um but then we also have another a number of individuals so dick winston was an architect and he helped to uh draw the renderings and create together the architectural plans for the more than um, 150 affordable housing units that we have in Philadelphia. Um, There's the small businesses. And, you know, I think a Ray Mustafa of uh, Sunshine, who has been a staple, who helps us each year with our Thanksgiving drive. uh, And he's really a community partner as well as a resource for neighbors. So there there are a ton of different uh, diverse groups of uh, people. uh, But I think the most special people that we're going to be honoring are our program alumni. Um, Those are individuals who who have come through, um, done really well in the program, and then are using their skills to pay it forward. And I think that's a shining example for um, many of the families that we're working with today to see, you know, that the end is possible and that um, that path to success is doable. And and it is.
0: It's obviously very doable. Um, Now, Speaking of success, I I know I'm going to circle back because we are a food food and you know beverage and farms, yep. um, food you know podcast radio show. So what are some of I mean outside of um Booker's and outside of uh, Clarkville, what are some of the other restaurants that are in West Philadelphia that are being highlighted?
1: Ah, so um, well this one isn't in West Philly, but we got the uh, Wackerly's ice cream. They're a very small boutique. Um, we've also gotten some really great, um, beverage, uh, support. So wine's still sold out. Oh my gosh. They are donating over 200 bottles of wine. And because it's a celebration, they're also donating champagne for champagne toast. Um, we are proud to have brought on, uh, Tito's as a partner this year. It's our first year working with them. Um, and we're going to have a special, uh, 40 year strong, uh, cocktail. And so we think that'll keep everybody warm as it is a, uh, tinted outdoor event in October. Um, but, you know, we also have um, caterer David Sims, who is a proud partner and work with us in Philadelphia. And I can personally say that I'm looking forward to the lamb lollipops. So that's I'm hoping to get a couple of those uh, on Wednesday night. So, uh, yeah. And, and, and Sadiq's Water Ice, a uh, small b- local business on the 60th Street corridor. Uh, this guy built his business from the ground, has a social mission and has the most uh, different uh, water ice flavors and you know we got mango berry strawberry lemonade just like unique flavors uh, that taste really yummy
0: and, and that does that you know I do I do love some water ice I uh, I would and I definitely would look forward to the lamb lollipops too um, maybe I can sneak off away from uh, recording in order to grab some of those for Jean and I <laughs>
1: Oh, Sounds good. <laughs> You'll definitely enjoy it. or I'll make sure that we get some over to the table to you. <laughs> that would be wonderful.
0: Um, Gene, you had a question?
2: So what is it, is Tito's now going to jump on board and do, you know, a promotion with you nationwide? Or is it just for this particular event? Or, you know, I know Tito's is, is big sponsors of social change. And I'm so happy to see that they're joining on board with you. Um, is this something that maybe we could look down the road and, you know, see a little national sponsorship going on?
1: I think anything's possible. Um, like I said, this is the first time that we worked with them. And not only did they come on board with donations for the event for the bar, but they also um, are supporting our wine toss game. Um, and they also support it with actual capital. So we look at this as the start of a partnership and are looking at ways that we can continue to grow this relationship, because they definitely understand what it means to be a stakeholder that's contributing in the Philadelphia area and are aligned with our mission and goals. So we're happy to see if we can and take this national so check back with me next year
2: <laughs> they are a great organization i'm so happy to see that the two of you have that relationship going on and i do uh you know feel that they're going to get as much being part of your world as you know you will having them on board they they you know really are about social change and you know your organization speaks to that every day
1: thank you thank you for that now,
0: I mean, I don't want to pull away from the, the event too, too much, but, you know, coinciding with it, I a little birdie told me that you have a personal story because you yourself um, were a little bit related to the Achievability programming.
1: Uh, yeah, so um, I, w- I was not an alumni of the program, but, you know, I definitely grew up um, a West Philadelphia resident. Um, I grew up in a single parent household. Uh, with a mom who, you know, really never made more than really twenty two thousand a year. And so education was a pathway out of poverty for me, and that was a value that she really instilled and reinforced. And that's how I got attracted to um, achievability, their family self-sufficiency. and that's that's where we repair the housing for families who are experiencing um, poverty, but the goal is to uh, pursue a post-secondary degree, a college degree with the idea that that leads to a credential and a living wage. And so there are so many people that I've been able to meet over the years that have had similar backgrounds and to see them really truly grow and blossom. And so, you know, it's not just professional, it's personal. Any way I can help to uh, bring fellow residents along. I'm still a West Philadelphia uh, resident, so very invested in the community that I'm serving. Um, But I I, I get to feel good about what I do each day when when I leave the house
0: and and i'm I'm glad that you can you know, feel like that because you know there's a lot of people out there who who need your help and achievability's help. and hopefully we'll be able to see them lifted up uh, over the years, hopefully less years than than you know multiple years. but hopefully, you know it 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 continues to to expand, especially especially with uh, sponsors like Tito's. um now, in our last couple of minutes, On the show, having you on, time flies by when you're having fun. (laughs) Um, For let our listeners know where they can find achievability, where they can find tickets to the event um, and how they can volunteer.
1: Sure. Um, So you can definitely go to our website, www.achieveability.org. And I'm just going to spell it out because sometimes people leave that second A out, but it's A-C-H-I-E-V-E. Abilty.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we are located at 59th in Market. And so you're always welcome to come in. If you are, you know, a family, um, a church or a synagogue or a corporate entity looking to volunteer, we're happy to host you for a house makeover, which is preparing homes for families coming into the program, helping out in our garden or even doing a resume boot camp. So uh, there are tons of ways that you can get involved in, you know, we welcome all the hands because we understand that it definitely takes a village to make a difference. And where can they find tickets to the event? Ah, on the website as well, www.achievability.org. So yeah, we still got a few tickets left. Get them while they're um, still hot. Um, And again, if you can't make it, join us for the uh, silent auction and you can bid... From your home <laughs> if needed. All right, Jamila, thank you
0: so much for joining us and Chris Parsons, who uh, is is sitting quietly but you know also on online with us. Um, and I hope to see all of our listeners at the achievability 40 years uh, strong. And thank you so much. Thank you. appreciate it. Just it good to speak with you both today. Thank you for the opportunity. No problem. So we will be right back after this short break. To become a sponsor of Food Farms and Chefs and have your business or event promoted on two radio stations in Philadelphia that play on Tuesdays during Drive Time Radio and on a station in New York on Fridays at 1 p.m., you can email us at foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com, ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com, or arpolicus at gmail.com.
2: It is always a great pleasure to speak with one of our very good friends, Rocco Galelli owner principal of innovative catering concepts a good friend of the show and just an amazing caterer food truck operator you know just general events person Rocco welcome to food farms and chefs always great to have
3: you thanks for having me back guys how are you
2: well, not as good as you. As a Philadelphia sports fan, I noticed that you're spending a lot of time at Lincoln Financial lately. You know, you had big game a couple weeks ago where you were down there with Marriott Corporation. And now you're going to be out there Thursday outside the link for the Philadelphia Whiskey Festival, uh, you know what's going on in the world of Lincoln Financial. And, and you actually do a little bit with them as well inside at times. So tell us a little bit about everything that's going on in your world.
3: Well, Gene, thank God, you know, that, um, we made it through COVID and we're blessed to get business, continual business on a regular basis. I'm very happy to be able to have, uh, a stand, Our Philly Fry brand is inside the link right behind section 113. So we're down there for every home Eagles game, every big concert. Uh, We've been blessed to be able to do a couple tailgates this year so far. And this week we're going to be at the whiskey festival outside the link. As uh, some of the people uh, leave, if they still have a little hunger in their belly, we're going to be able to fill that void uh, with some of the – innovative caterings uh street eats
2: well very much looking forward to it i know i'm going to be down there uh you know at the whiskey festival i believe amorest as well is going to be there at the whiskey festival and looking forward to seeing you with you know down there and, and have some of your street eats after a, a long day of uh inviting in you know, the incredible variety of liquors and whiskeys and, and vodkas and wines and everything going on at the Philadelphia Magazine Whiskey Festival. Tickets for everybody still interested are still available. You can get them online. Just Google Philadelphia Magazine uh, Whiskey Festival and you'll find the link. And at the end of it all, you get to try some great innovative catering food. But moving on to next, uh, you have a parade coming up, I understand too. You're involved in near very near future, right?
3: Uh, we have yep. the Veterans Day. Parade. Yep, yep. Beginning in November, uh, well, we're going to be on Market Street supporting our uh, our servicemen, and we're looking to uh, help everyone there be able to uh, find what they're looking for. As far as the uh, food is concerned, so it's always a a project that's very near and dear to our hearts, and we're looking to uh, continue to be able to support our military, our veterans, and those that serve for our country.
2: Well, it's always a pleasure seeing you down there. It is a, a near and dear uh, event to me, being the, the son of a Marine and such, so it, it, you're looking forward to that. So, you know, in the world of business, we're coming out of COVID, Businesses is, is you know, booming, where a lot of people are looking at events. Uh, what are you finding? Are the challenges right now as we come to the other side of this, or hopefully to the other side of this?
3: To be quite honest with you, I don't know what happened, where it came from, or the work ethic. And able to find strong help since the um, since the pandemic has been brutal. And I don't mean any disrespect when I say that, but in a lot of cases, finding good help and help that you could trust uh, has been my biggest challenge, uh, hands down.
2: Yeah, it sounds like something I hear quite often, people talking about the labor shortages, what's going on out there, finding people that, you know, have some work ethic. Everybody coming in, you know, says, I want to be a dishwasher, I want twenty-two dollars an hour. You know, and, and I'm sorry, our business really doesn't support that. Um it just doesn't. And and you know we can battle back and forth with people who want to talk about you know living wages and things like that. But a dishwasher at $22 an hour means a you know Entry level cook at $27, $28 an hour means an experienced cook at $35 an hour, you know, means a supervisor at $42 an hour, and, you know, means a manager at, at, you know, $50, $55 an hour. And, you know, I'm sorry, the, you know, cheeseburger, cheesesteak you just bought from me doesn't afford that. So, you know, we have to find kind of some happy medium between what used to be and and what exists now that I know, you know, like you said, everybody is feeling that right now, but, uh, you know, you seem to be doing well, weathering through a lot of things, you know, coming up into, you know, coming off of made in America, which was, a, uh, you know, another great event you guys did. What do you have coming up in the fall?
3: Um, a lot of our in-house businesses is, is, uh, is back. Um, it seems like corporate America has come back. Um, so a lot of our on-premise and our location at the Estate of Monroe in uh, Williamstown, New Jersey, um, is back, but, um, we're doing a uh, Widener's, uh, homecoming, uh, this weekend. So we have our sinuses homecoming next weekend. There's some bigger events for us. And then, uh, we're getting, different rfps that i'm not at liberty to talk about yet but if they all work out should keep our fall and our and our first quarter busy and then uh we get to see what happens again next year with some of the other larger events that we've done
2: well one of the things that you know people don't realize about you is you do events all over the country you've been from you know san francisco to you know uh, New Orleans to Miami to, you know, everywhere you can do events. And, and, you know, I've been with you to as obscure places as Battle Creek, Michigan, you know, um, you know, to, to hang out with Tony the Tiger. Um, you know, what's it take to, to be able to jump on an event, oftentimes on short notice, because that's what you get, and, you know, produce an event, another part of the country, within
3: three, four weeks, oftentimes? Um, one thing that I make sure is every event that we do, no matter where we do it, uh, we have a lot of basic things that we need. Of course, it's food, it's equipment, um, it's an ice cream supplier, because a lot of our um, local, uh, or a lot of the events that we do, people love the uh, novelty ice cream and then it's uh ice and propane so we get on the internet now we're able to get a lot of uh our our base information and then usually i take off and fly to the location uh at least three to four weeks out if we had that luxury of time set up all my vendors place all my orders and then when we get on the ground we load up a 26 foot truck and my boy kevin will take it out there or we'll load up a 53 foot truck and then we uh We'll get a, a common carrier to bring it out there for us, or a jobber to bring it out there for us, wherever that wherever there may be.
2: Yes, yes, and you know, there is taking you a lot of different fun places. So, of all the fun cities you've been to to do events, care to uh, give us one or two of your favorite that you know you and the crew enjoyed the most?
3: Um, we had a good time when we went up to Boston uh when we did the head of the charles regatta there was a lot of fun that was surrounded about there um we had a lot of fun in miami going down the south beach and uh seeing the eyes of south or or the experience of south beach through the eyes of some people that have never really experienced that before which was uh, um pretty fun and uh we've done, uh, we've done some work over in Vegas a couple times and that's, uh, that's always a good time. Yes. And, and,
2: you know, just, you know, really wonderful things that, you know, I remember, you know, early mornings in central park, uh, you know, holding hands, walking through the park, just, you know, experiences that we'll never forget hanging out with Tony, the tiger, you know, things like that. They, you know, you really do, uh, fill your scrapbook up with, with great memories and great experiences. And you have a crew that's been very dedicated to you for a number of years. You have people, you know, like chef Nate and a, and a crew that's been there, you know, that I, I'm sure is really instrumental in, in doing all this. Um, how big of an operation do you have? How many people do you have, you know, on a,
3: on a full-time basis? Um, I mean, I'm blessed to have a really solid core, my core is probably a solid seven to 10 people that are here every single day telling the line, no matter what, where I ask them to tell it to or what I ask them to do. And I'm blessed in that respect. Um, We also have probably anywhere from 20 to 50 part-timers that at any single time we're able to call on. And uh, I'm at the luxury now that I'm getting older. A lot of my friends are retired or, um, able to uh, travel with me at a moment's notice, or travel with me when a few weeks notice, and but they still got enough vigor to pull the line. And then we hire some uh, local young, strong guys to move the stuff. But the know-how that they bring bring apart has uh, has been great. So,
2: so switching gears a little bit, you have a facility in Williamstown, New Jersey. Uh, and you do a lot of events at uh you know what kind of capacity what kind of uh, events you doing tell us a little bit about the estate at Monroe we talk about all your external events We never
3: really talked about being the in-house caterer. well our our venue over in Williamstown New Jersey um it's located uh 1351 North Black Horse Pike in Williamstown um, it's right near the iconic geet's diner, which I'm sure during your diners segment that you did recently, um, that you've mentioned that. And, um, we have, uh, one side that holds 350 people seated with a dance floor. We have another side that holds up to 150 people seated with a dance floor, and we have parking for 300 cars. And, uh, that is the besides being approved at a couple different uh, individual venues that is our venue that's we call our home it's our our house it's it's what we're able to uh, we work out of as our commissary and we have a couple things in the work that's we're able to hopefully take advantage of and uh, move forward so so this summer I know you had a,
2: a few uh, interesting challenges of doing multiple events. Uh, and when I say events, I'm talking, you know, huge events at the same time. If I'm correct, you had Field of Dreams baseball game and you were also in Atlantic City doing another fifty to 60,000 people down
3: there at the same time.
2: What's it take uh, to do that?
3: Well, we were, I mean, I am very, once again, lucky to tell you, that I have a good core. And what we did is we literally split the core into two. Uh, one basically will say stayed domestic or stayed in New Jersey. And one basically uh, traveled with me out to Iowa. And we were able to um, keep the um, crew split up. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we accomplished it and, you know, same, same type of, uh, layout where we identified our suppliers, identified, um, our needs and it made sure that we had the amount of people, um, to accomplish it. So yeah, we did, uh, back to back down there. We did, uh, fish festival and coming right out of fish festival. We did the country music festival out there in back to back weekends And at the same time, we were in Dyersville, Iowa, literally in the middle of a cornfield. And we did the Field of Dreams for Major League Baseball. And we came back on Sunday, the 13th of August for Field of Dreams Major League Baseball. Got a phone call that Wednesday and went out to Williamsport PA and did the Little League Classic for Major League Baseball. So turning it around on a dime, sometimes you got to be that way. And, you know, you get the phone call in the future and it's not always last minute.
2: Do you ever sleep?
3: Um, not really well.
2: Yeah, I, I, I didn't think so. And, you know, um, you know, with that kind of movement going on at all times, you know, it's certainly a, a, a little difficult to do that. One of the other things that I find fascinating about you, and, and you promote and pr- you know, really help other food truck vendors all through the region. Um, you and Matt Ross, he's another one will do that. You know, you're one of those people that somebody will call you for something and, you know, you'll bring in other food trucks, you know, TNN and and Little Trent and, and other food truck vendors. You know, how did you get involved with supporting all the food trucks?
3: I believe that um, the food truck or Mobile Food Association in philly is an iconic opportunity it's a it's part of the tapestry of philly and that we need to support it any way we can to be able to um keep that opportunity the entrepreneurialism and everything else that you need to do or that needs to be done to keep these guys in business i mean i'm blessed to have um a lot of uh different uh, opportunity of my, under my belt, but it's not just about me. It's about putting together what we need to do and making sure that all these other people uh, have a little piece of the pie because you never know when you're going to get called on or you're going to be in a situation and you may need these people to call you back. So I believe that the food truckers and the people that um, supply that type of thing, should be supported, should be able to be um, worked with and should be able to prosper in any environment. And obviously, it was hard for all of us, so during COVID, and we need to continue to support them. so Well, that's a really you know
2: incredible thing you do you know supporting them at all. Any uh, quick hint on what I might be enjoying late night uh, after the whiskey festival when I have a belly full of
3: wonderful uh, whiskeys? Well, we're going to have our Philly fry truck that's going to be out there. Um, So there's going to be a lot of French fries or starches to soak up all that alcohol. And naturally leaving any um, event, we're going to have our Philly Goodfellas truck, which is going to offer some cheesesteaks, some roast pork, and some sausage and peppers to give you a nice, solid, greasy base so that in case you happen to uh, lose it later, you have substance in your belly to lose it.
2: Well, that's wonderful because my uh, date for the event happens to be my daughter who just turned 21 this weekend. So um, she will be my date for the event. So I predicted she may be needing some of that as we go. Rocco, before we uh, cut you loose, how can people get in touch with you to get a food truck, to plan a tailgate, to plan a homecoming, to plan a wedding, to plan a festival, to do any type of event that you could possibly need catering and event management?
3: Uh, You can call our office at 856-740-3352. Or you're more than welcome to uh, go on our website. Um, it's com. So that'll be i three c's and com.
2: Thank you, Rocco. Always a pleasure to have you join us. Talk about what's going on. Look forward to seeing you at the whiskey fest. At the veterans parade coming up. And then hearing about uh, some of your new endeavors that are coming down the line. And I'm sure if you're getting your RFPs, you're going to land that business. Always a pleasure. Enjoy. Thank you for joining Food Farms and Chefs.
3: Your mouth of God's ears, Gene. Thank you very much. Thank you, I'm Amherst. And you guys have a great day.
0: You too. And we will be right back after this quick break. Join us on Food Farms and Chefs radio show where we highlight everyone from top industry leaders to startups and the farmers who make it all possible with co-hosts Gene Blom and Amaris Pollack with original episodes that debut every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on WWDB 97.5 HD2 and at WWDBAM.com and on your smart speaker.
2: What a wonderful honor to introduce Chris Myers. The founder of Taste, which is one of the really well Taste Philadelphia, which is one of the really wonderful food shows in our country. Chris Myers, Taste, welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. Great to have you with us. Uh, well, thank
4: you for having me. I'm I'm am a fan of the of the broadcast, and it's it's an honor to be
2: on on it and be able to talk about my event. Chris, you know, out of the blue, you're not a food and beverage person, and you found it taste uh, some years ago. You know, what was the spark? What, How did it all come about? Like, you know, just sitting around talking with friends and said, hey, I'm going to start a food festival, and it grows to be, you know, one of the best in the country, if not the best in the country. So take us through a little bit about, you know, how it all came about.
4: Well, that, that's a great question. I really haven't been asked that in a while, but uh, everybody that knows me knows the story. It's kind of it's kind of wild. I I just so you know, I I I need a recipe just to boil water. I don't. Uh, I, I at these events, everybody is asking questions about you know what you do with this and that. I'm I i do not know how to cook, and, and what about wines? I don't know anything about wines. I mean, I I I know how to pour one into a glass, and that's that's it, and. I tell people that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a promoter. I, I, you know, I find buyers and sellers and I, 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 build a huge event. I know what people want. And then, um, I know that the not only will people have a great time at the show, but the people that are participating will get their value out of it and get their products exposed. And, and, and the, the, the people that are vending products that have unusual food, eclectic food items you don't see in the supermarkets, they do well at our events. So but back to your question, I, was uh i was in a job i was selling like fiber optics and um i was buying a house in 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 lancaster pennsylvania and there was a moratorium where i was building and and they didn't know how long it was going to last and i was depressed and i had a friend down here his name is john talise he's people may know him in ocean city is he he's a restaurateur he went to la cordon blue his his uncle was the writer gay talise um uh, who hung around with the Brat pack and you see on ESPN yeah, a lot. Yeah. And so he, uh, he said to me, he, he, booked all the hotels for the Atlantic city convention center. He said, we should do a, we should do a show there. And I said, I'm in, uh, you know, he said, I ended up talking to a realtor at his party. I ended up buying a house moving here. And I said, I work for him in the hotel business, but he, he said, let's, let's do a show. He said, what are you, what do you know about? I said, I don't know how to sell, but I don't, I don't know anything about anything. I'm, I'm a salesman. And I said, what do you know? He goes, food. I go, are there food shows? And he said, I don't know. Let's, let's check. And, we, you know, there was Google was just starting back then. We found there was industry shows, restaurant shows, but there really wasn't anything that was like for the consumer. There was a thing called the book and the cook in, in, in Philly. We went, we looked at that and we tried to model after that. And, um, we did a show at the, at the, uh, Fort Washington Expo Center. We didn't know what we were doing. We, we didn't have money for a celebrity. He, his, uh, wife was friends with Tug McGraw. So we got, and Tug was doing, trying to start a cooking show called the home plate. You know, if you get the pun from there, but we got Tug, he brought in a bunch of Phillies. Um, we had a great show. We, uh, we, I mean, tickets were like $12. We had like 10,000 people. We made some money, um, and then we decided to move it to Atlantic City. And then we got involved with the convention center, and, and uh, things were unionized, and it, it wasn't really successful. Me- meanwhile, John's business just took off. He, he, hotels got to- Hotels.com bought his business. He said, what do you want for my share of the thing? And I was like, I don't know. What do you want to give me? X, Y, Z over four years. And so I, I took over the event. Now without his help, I was at a little loss and um, I, I uh, ended up partnering with the casinos. I started the Atlantic City Food and Wine Festival and I would I, I would say I started it. They hired me to do it and then I decided to go back to Philly and build this event and it's in about, it's, I think it's, ninth year and it's packed every year and it's affordable as opposed to the whiskey fest and the $200 tickets you see for all these other events. We have the same thing. We have more food, more booze and at, at, at a price that, you know, anyone can go to. So it's, we're proud of what we've built.
2: So, and we'll rewind everybody later on, but let's get into those details. What is the cost for the show? What are the dates and, and where is it?
4: Um, the, uh, the event is October 21st and 22nd at the Valley Forge Casino and Convention Center. Um, it's a Friday night. We have a Friday night session, a four hour session from six to 10, and then we have an afternoon session, 11 to three on Saturday, the 22nd and a four to eight on Saturday. Um, it is, uh, uh, normally $95, but, um, has, uh, I'm I'm so grateful that you were able to get me on this event. If anybody enters the promo code social, they'll get two for one. So, um, and that's uh, you know, so that would make it a fifty-five dollar all-inclusive ticket for the food, the celebrity chefs, meet Kurt Russell, um, uh, you know, taste wine, beer, and spirits, uh, and there's a lot of that. There's 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 too much of it. You couldn't possibly taste every
2: exhibit. Before, you know, and we could talk, and and I know having been to this event, there is so much wine and food and spirits tastings available. It really is a culmination of a wine show, a food show, a spirit show. You know, you have this incredible lineup of celebrity chefs, and we're going to start off with your MC, one of the most outgoing, fun chefs who has – Ties to the White House to the Philadelphia Eagles to movies like Rocky and things like that. And you know, just been around forever in the food industry. Uh, actually, local guy from you know my area of Bucks County, uh, chef guy Mitchell is your is your MC. You know, just him alone builds so much excitement. I mean, he can talk for hours, but you know, we get in, you have, you know, Ben Ben Robinson from below deck going to be there and you have christine hazel you know one of the great food chef competitors chef brian duffy who's been on you know food farms and chefs with us you know barrett Breyer. you have some really amazing talent so you know in nine years you've come a long way from not being able to afford talent and you know tug mcgraw being on board and you know, I'm sure in time he probably brought his Irish whiskeys into the events and things like that too. But to where you are today, you have one heck of a lineup. And, you know, as we said, Kurt Russell's going to be there, you know, signing his bottles of wine. He's, he's a winemaker. I mean, this is big stuff. How do you manage all that? It's, uh, you know,
4: I don't know. It's a lot of it's a lot of hours you know I, I don't work for three months and then i work for like crazy like four or five months prior it's a two-person operation it's my my wife and i it's actually three now my daughter's gotten involved and now that we have social media so a big part of, of all these events that that she's become a member of our team and um you know we spend uh you know the morning selling booths we send the you know the the, the uh you know, the evenings trying to find the celebrities and reach out to the chefs, uh, you know, negotiating deals with the convention centers, uh, you know, deciding where you, you buy your advertising because you, you want it. You know, you want the word to get out there. And it's it's uh, it's a lot of work. But I most of my friends, they, they don't even think I work. You know, they, they don't see me leave my house. And when they come visit me and I'm working, I'm in a bathing suit, and a T-shirt all summer. And, uh, you know, they, they, they say, well, Chris works. Yeah, he works. He works three days a year. The, the setup day and the two days of the event—that's all he does. It's like, okay, you know, if that's <laughs> that's what you want to believe. And kind of that's the time that I really do work. Like I'm stressed. Like the rest of the time, I'm, you know, it's 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 it's, it's I had the home office before anybody did. You know, I I, I was uh you know zooming and 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 uh, you know wearing uh, a, a suit jacket and uh, a. You know, no pants before anybody. You know, pre-COVID, before anybody ever heard of this. <laughs> that
0: that's a that's a very funny comment. Um, but nobody nobody seems to realize how much work goes in behind scenes. They only see what happens like during the event, or you know, leading up to the event. Like you said, they thought they they think that you only work mm-hmm. three days, but there's there's a lot of work that goes into putting these events together.
4: The funny part is the building Like we have a plan, we have a database and we, you know, we're able to, to get it out there. A lot of people come to us and, you know, selling the space, you know, three quarters of it's just from last year. That's not the hard part. The hard part is each exhibitor and we have over this year, we're going to have just shy of 200. Each one of them has six good questions and 25 stupid questions and, and they, you know, they, they keep trying to converse with you and they, they take all this time and they think, Oh, you know, what's, what's, you know, what's my, you know, what's my hour I spent with you? Well, multiply that times 200, you know, it's, it's uh, and you think, well, why don't you have more frequently asked questions? It's like they come up with stuff that I, it's just crazy. And this and it's the attendees too. Well, if I go to ticket, what well, am I guaranteed to meet Kurt? Do I have to go to the wine pairing party? You know, and all this stuff is addressed. Um, I want to change my ticket. I want to go Friday. I want to go Saturday. And and we get seven eight hundred of those a day. And and you can't hire people hire. to offset all this because this, the margins in this business surprisingly aren't that great. You know the you know what you have to spend in celebrities and hall rentals and advertising. It's it's you know don't get me wrong. You know we do well, but it's like if you you know if you were to hire one other person, it 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 it, 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 it might not be worth doing the event.
2: Well, one of, the, one of the other things that I want to talk about about this event is, you know, well, actually two things. One, you know, you have a great Philadelphia flavor. You have a lot of local Philadelphia chefs coming in as well. Um, so, you know, as Philadelphia Eagles are celebrating 5-0, and hoping to go 6-0, and you know, you have an ex-Eagle itself and, and Mark Million coming on. You know, played for the Eagles, now is in the restaurant industry, uh, the food industry, you know, coming on. You know, you have some other local talent coming on. I mean, you know, you have Elijah Milligan, who is one of the the great, great, born and raised chefs in Philadelphia coming on. And then you really take a shout out to a lot of the minority community and helping, you know, people of color to you know, be recognized, you know, you have people like Ty Hall, and, and again, you know, local chefs from the area, but you have something now called the Kings and Queens of taste. Tell us a little bit about the Kings and Queens of taste and how that came about and that whole idea.
4: Um, it was a a woman named Keisha Colbert that came to me and she, she, she uh, started with a, she had a, I heard she's a part of a huge church and she has all these, these uh, uh, constituents of the church that for some one reason or another are in the food business, you know, they're chefs and they're really talented and they're kind of unheralded. And we started it one year. We just, there was just a few of them, four or five and next year Keisha called me up and said, can you get eight more on? And, and I was like, yeah. And the foods that they bring are so ec- eclectic, you know, a lot of these chefs, well, should, are you doing the pork cho- the lollipop pork chops or am I, you know, like they, they talk to each other so they don't have the same item. And then you look at the, 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 the Southern dishes. Um, I mean, they're awesome. You know, the, 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 the jambalayas and the, and, 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 um, the collard greens with the, uh, the barbecue, unique barbecues that they do. And it's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable and this so we through all this we got the attention of the national black chefs association and they're bringing in um, master chef bernard um who's going to be doing um a a demo he's going to be there the whole time sampling um southern foods and so that's why we added this year we added the kings you know It it was all um you know black mamas, you know, that's what they call themselves. You know, they're, they're, they're fun. Like they're engaging. They're the best chefs at the show because they don't just sample food and kind of act like chef snob divas, man. They, they talk and, and they want to know about you. You know, they want to know what you think, what you cook. And it's like, for me, it's, it's, we're evolving into, you know, an area where it's not just, um, you know, color or that, that's, that's, you know, I want to say that the chefs become that it's, it's about, They've instituted something that with all colored chefs, white, you know, uh, Latin, Asian. I won't let them be a part of the show. I don't care how talented they are, um, unless they're engaging to the audience. You know, I I want I want the audience to have fun and and not just taste food, but like to enjoy interacting with with these chefs. And you'll see it at the event. You'll just see it's almost. It's almost a bad thing because you know you got to line up. Each each of these chefs has a line to taste their food, and it's not like uh, you know prisoner of the army. We're here, you know, fill a dish and move on. It's like they they talk, you know, and you might wait a while, but you'll get to talk too, and you'll have fun when you finally get to 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 the you know the front of that line. But it's it's uh, it's a great question, and and uh, you know I like to say that it was my idea to support you know all, all ethnic groups um, it wasn't, it just, it's just evolved into that. And it's made me so happy that that that's a byproduct of, of, um, you know, what Keisha had, had began six years ago. I think Keisha had told me she's been on your show.
2: Yes, yes, yes. One of, one of the things that, you know, I do like about your festival and I go back to the cook in the book days and, and I enjoyed the cook in the book for the press, you know, prospect of getting some, you know, sign cookbooks and listening to some of the presentations and they were really wonderful. But their show was the the overall show was not a showcase of local talent or products in itself. It was really a kind of a retail show where you are so much a showcase of talent, uh, of chef's talent, where, as you said, you can go up. And talk food with any one of these people, where you know at the cook in the book it was it was different. So you know I applaud you for really having, as you said, you you know you copied some of what they did, but you took it to a whole different level. You took it to a food enthusiast level, not somebody just who's going to commercialize it. Buy
4: I had an advantage over them. I mean, they had they basically built their show around Christina Perella, you know, who was on you know a, a local you know, Comcast show. And, um, I, you know, there weren't, there wasn't chop. There wasn't the food channel. There wasn't the food network. There wasn't chew. There wasn't all these other stations that have, um, you know, shows uh, based on food or wine. And, and so, and, and even, even the major networks, Fox with hell's kitchen, you mentioned Barrett buyer like he was one of the most, my favorite contestants ever on, on hell's kitchen. Um, wild looking guy, funny, um, in fact, he, and Kurt Russell decided that he was going to be a part of the show. He said, you know, I want to do something on the stage with one of your chefs to, to, to pair my wines with the food. And we said, well, we'd love for you to do that. And I, I said, you know, I, I, have, uh, you know, I can make a suggestion or you can go to our website and, and pick, pick a chef, you know, which helps me because I don't want the other chefs going, well, Chris, why didn't you pick me? And uh, he he came back that same day and he said, I want, I want this Barrett Buyer guy. I said, you, you picked a good one. I said, you guys, your personalities will, will will be great. And then I said, uh, he's from hell's kitchen. And he said, he said, well, that's great. What does that mean to me? I go, cause I want you to say, and hell's kitchen's coming with me. (laughs) Remember the the line from tombstone
0: Yep, absolutely. and hell's
4: coming with me when they, they, the, the, uh, this isn't an FCC violation, is it? No, well, no.
0: That how, how there's however, there's a scene
4: where there's a scene where it's one of the best scenes. Kurt, it's one of the most best lines that Kurt Russell ever had in Tombstone, where he, you know, just before the big gunfight, <laughs> where he's basically saying, "We're ready for you." <laughs> anyway, his his reaction is about the same as yours.
0: Well, you know, so that so. <laughs> being,
2: that being said, we are up against time here. So I want to reiterate: October twenty first and twenty second, Valley Forge Casino taste philadelphia tickets if you use the hashtag or the keyword social yes and go to um, go to
4: philly to get go to philly taste to get your tickets and enter the promo social
2: there you go two for one this is the event and hey if you can't make it listen in next week and further down the line because there is a november show in lancaster coming up as well chris Thank you so much. We look forward to talking to you again next Monday to get even some more details and got uh, a few secrets out of the bag.
4: <laughs> I, I can't wait. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, Chris. No you can find us on food farms and chefs on WWDB, 860 AM on Tuesdays at 6 PM or WPN at, on during drive time radio and on Fridays at WMLD, one Oh three, seven FM Jean, Jean,
2: you can find me across social media at IBFoodie2 or at Gene Blum, or you can email me directly at IBFOOD, IE, the number two, at yahoo.com.
0: And thank you for listening. You can find me across social media at ARPolicus, or you can email me at ARPolicus at gmail.com, or email both of us at food, farms, and chefs at yahoo.com.
2: Have a great week, everyone.